You're not alone when it comes to trying new shiny diets, each one promising to make you feel incredible until you realize it's making you feel hungry and deprived and damaging your confidence a little more than the last diet you tried. Hello and thank you so much for tuning in to the Anti-Diet Podcast Show, a podcast on a mission to help you break free from yo-yo dieting and equip you with evidence-based advice so you can feel more confidence in yourself without ever feeling deprived. I'm Farah Karamburi, a deep health practitioner practitioner, an author, a keynote speaker, and the founder of the 30-Day Anti-Diet Challenge. Each episode is created to help you take one step forward in your weight loss journey without being on a diet. Each day, I will bring you a wealth of knowledge about how you can lose weight without being on a diet. And each week, I'm going to be joined by a guest or a client that's going to give us the insights and the expert advice in the world of well-being. So together, we can learn from real-life trial and triumphs. Welcome guys to the Anti-Diet Insights with Farah Karamburi. I'm your host, a deep health practitioner, keynote speaker and author and the creator of 30-Day Anti-Diet Challenge, the professional women's no BS way to improving your health. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to our Friday morning live and a podcast show. How are you guys doing? So we are going to speak about... How much food is the right food for me? Should I count calories? Should I look at my portions? Or should I eat intuitively? What is the best way to watch what you eat is our topic for today. The final topic where we are going to discuss. And this is all to do with optimizing your immunity uh, and protecting yourself from the virus. And this is why I bought these topics. Since I think we've done a whole week and a bit of this particular topic and next week we're going to touch completely something different so let's talk about and this is going to help a lot of people by the way let me give you a little bit of a context to this so around four years ago I didn't know how much I should be eating I never tracked calories all I knew that I was on one diet after the next just to slim down slim down one this kind of body and one that kind of body constantly looking at things which doesn't really give me result but for then, I thought I was doing the right thing. However, in the last four years, I've literally got this particular thing, how much I should eat, down to a T. Literally, I've got it down to a T. Why? Because I guess I know now, after using all of doing the experiments, how much I need to eat. I just know. It's very simple, and I will share that with you. So I'm kind of 50, around 52, 53 kg, five foot one. So it kind of sits right in the BMIs or whatever not. Um, I eat to, to maintain that, so I'm not on a weight loss. You, I could always like you. You always think you could do with losing a couple of pounds, but that's where I'm at. So I eat around three portions to three to four portions of protein, depending on my workout. Hello, hello, how are you, Narissa? Uh, and I will have three portions of carbohydrates, size of my hand. Three portions of protein, size of my palm. Three portions, three to five portions of vegetables. So vegetable intake's higher. Why? Because obvious reasons. We can eat four to six portions of vegetables. That's what I should be having. And then I've got three thumb size of healthy fats. So that's a teaspoon of chia seeds in my breakfast. There is another teaspoon of peanut butter in my breakfast. So my breakfast is heavy in terms of healthy fats. And hence, I don't feel hungry for a really long time because the dense calories in there provide with, provide me with uh, the satisfaction of not being hungry and not going in through cupboards and really 
um, just feeling, feeling, feeling fuller, that, to be honest. So what should you do? So this particular, somebody actually asked me this question, um, just a, a lady who was inquiring about should she, how should she lose weight? Should she follow calorie control diet or should she, uh, how, what should she do? She asked me this question and I thought this is perfect and I hope she's listening to this. So what we're going to do is just going to help you with how should you monitor your calories and how, what is the best way for you? Because what's best for me might not be best for you. You might think your hand control portions, the easiest one, by the way. So as a busy mom, professional busy mom works for me, but it might not work for you. You might be more number orientated and you need to log in everything, which is fine too, which is fine. But whatever you're doing, it's only for short term. It's, it's a wheels in motion for understanding how much you're eating right now and how much you need to eat going forward. So when we, my clients are on 30 day challenge, this is what we go through. We record three day worth of food with them to see how much they're having now versus how much they need to eat depending on what the goal is. If the goal is to put weight on, put muscle on, the food will be increased. If the goal is to reduce the fat, uh, reduce fat content in your body, reduce calories, reduce the weight, then we will appropriately look at their nutrition and adjust that accordingly. So as a starting point, I will say, if you're right now watching this and you're just not sure what you should be having, look at your food from yesterday and did you have three portions of each of these things I've just mentioned, four actually, including the vegetables. So... There's some things everybody knows. So to lose fat, we need to watch what we're eating. I have a hay fever. I like to just say that and it might be that my voice is a little bit, ooh. Anyway, so you don't need a coach when it comes to knowing the simple fact of reducing calorie, i.e. being in calorie deficit to lose weight. We know that. You don't need anyone telling you that. But knowing how to monitor food is something completely different because every client is different and different approach is uh, used on different clients. Some experts will say, some people that you may have seen in the past, I personal trainers, they may have given you a sheet. Hey, Lucy, how are you doing? They may have given you a nutrition plan and they might have put your calories on it. And you bring it home and you're like really confused and how am I going to monitor this? Because how do I know that my two Weetabix has got this many calories? The box has it. But then what about if I put milk on it? But what if I added some berries on it? Now my ca my calories are adding up. However, it might be a little bit confusing, but it is possible for you to do this exercise for a week because that will give you an idea what you're having. I will say the best way of starting this is actually monitoring your food for three days and writing down what you're having. Then you can figure out how many calories there are. And if you know the calories that you need to be on uh, to lose weight, then you will just go on from there and continue. Now, <laughs> for some people, this is not going to work. The first I've had clients saying to me, I've taken this um, food plan from a personal trainer and gone home and it's all it, all it is is percentages of macros on it, 30% carbohydrates. So this kind of information for general public is boggles your mind. And this is why I am very, very keen to eliminate this language of macros and micros when I come on here on live, because how do you know what it is? I did not know this four years ago when I was starting out in my business, when I was trying to take interest in nutrition. Yes, I do now know, but I don't want to use that language because it's not familiar for you. So you will never see me speak. The only times I use calories is when we talk about food. And we're talking about creating deep body health here. So this is one tiny element in you creating happiness for you, that you are happy in the mind and body. You, like I said to you guys, can't have a six pack, but a very unhappy mind. That's not going to create a deep body health because eventually that will break. 
So you need to bring everything together up to speed, i.e. the six pillars that we talk about, the environment, your mental health, your relational health, um, your emotional health, your environmental health. So let's go back to the topic. How much should you eat? Measuring macros does work. Tracking hand portions does work. Mindful eating, intuitive eating also works. You get the picture. Every method works if implemented well. You can't just do it for one day and, and then think, well, I just know what I'm doing now. You know, you've got to keep going and figuring it out for yourself, your own data. You owe it to yourself to figure out for once in your life, how much should you eat? If you're happy with yourself, you probably won't need to do an exercise. But there's times in your life where you're like, actually, I want to put a bit more muscle on. Actually, I want to define myself. And if you want a definition, if you want to have more muscle, eating less is not the answer, by the way. Eating the right foods more is the answer. That's when you need expert help. So I'm not going to go into that too much today. So the real question is, what works best for you? Do you really need to count calories and macro for, for how long? Is tracking hand portion anywhere near as accurate? Because you might be someone who thinks, I'm not doing this hand portion. This doesn't work for me. I'm a numbers person. Give me the numbers. So hand portion will work for you. So strategies like mindful, intuitive eating can really help you lose weight. But is it a bit overrated? You might think it's a bit fluffy, a bit like meditation that people think about mindful eating what does that mean well mindful eating means you eat to your full and then you only eat next time when you're hungry so you're very much following your body's natural cues for me that is a really good way of doing it I haven't done it yet I haven't I, I tell you why because I'm so I know my three meals are so clear cut that I've never needed to around one o'clock my body starts to feel hungry so I know I need to go down my portions are small enough I don't need to eat it up to 80% or anything like that. But I think I've really got, got it sussed out. So it doesn't kind of work for me this anymore because I've done this homework already. And I love for you to get to a stage where you're like, you know what, if I eat more than this, I'm going to put the weight on. But if I eat this, I'm going to maintain it. But if I eat less than this, if I want to lose body fat, I'll do that. But I want to put on muscle, I need to eat more. So you need to have some kind of knowledge around what you're doing. So these answers can help you finally get the results you want. And along the way, you gain even more healthy relationship with food and the skills to make nutrition eating seem effortless, which is what we want to do. Now, research shows most people don't know, and this is a big thing, just like alcohol that we discussed yesterday. People don't actually know how many calories are in things. Why should they? It's quite boring to keep looking for calories and every time you pick up food. However, this is only going to apply to people who are overweight and wanting to change from current position. If you don't know how many calories are in the food, then you owe it to yourself to figure out. So research shows that people are underestimating their calories right now to th between 30 and 50%. So if I was to ask you how much you're having, you might say, I'm having uh, about 1,200 calories, but that could be 1,600 actually. And you don't know because if you're not losing the weight, you would know why. And the two likely reason is because you just don't know how calories, um, how dense they are. And you may not know your overflowing plate, how many pounds you can pack in because you don't know. And if you say if you had a two slices of uh, what is the pepperoni pizza, you know, that's got a thousand calories maybe in it. Or the meat lovers one, you know, it's got a thousand calories. And you have that before bed and sleep. And you're like, well, I didn't have anything all day, but I've got this. So that means I must be losing weight or I skipped. I skipped my lunch. So I'll have the two pieces of pizza. This is assumptions. And assumptions, like someone told me, my, my good friend Sue Bird, making an ass of you and me. You're making an ass of you and me. I love that. Do not assume when it comes to this. Get this right and you're going to 
love the results. You can be going to the gym five times a week. You could be busting your ass on that spinning a bike, but you haven't got clue about this bit, then you will not know what to do next. And you will stay in the same position, getting frustrated with your results, thinking, why is it that I can't actually get to my uh, goal weight when I've I'm exercising, I'm eating healthy, I'm doing everything that possibly can, but you probably don't know how much you're actually eating. So as a result, many people struggle to recognize how many calories they're having in their meal and, and fail to eat foods in appropriate size portion as well. Before I even started on my nutrition journey, coming up to five years now, it, the way I was brought up, we had a lot of carbs on our plate and a small amount of protein on the top. So when I was being, uh, when I was in Pakistan, I they, there was a chapati and rice culture. But the rice won't be just like a... So now I have my rice and size of my hand. I'm just showing you that on the screen for podcast purposes. So cup of your hand was what I would have. Uh, sorry, I have now. Versus in the past, I would have had entire plate. And that would be quite normal for me to just sit there chomping that down, not even questioning. How would I? I didn't know. How would you? You didn't know. But you do now if you're listening to this, this podcast, if you listen to this live. So there are well-known fixes uh, for food tracking. So you can, how do you track? You can track your calories, you can track your macros, and you can track your hand size portion tracking. So there's three methods which are generally used nowadays with whether it's personal training or diets, whatever you're following. And then you can also, once you know those methods, you can adjust accordingly, which is a key to changing your body weight on composition or even keeping it the same. If you want to change your composition, if you want to change the shape of you to a certain extent, because this is genetic as well, then this is what you need to do. So think of these food tracking methods as nutrition training wheels. I really like that. Nutrition training wheels. So this is from my precision nutrition uh, guide. Um, they give you guidance and collaboration. So you need to achieve balance on your own. So you will have to figure out you've got to do this work. And or even if you work with a coach, it will be trial and error before we get to the right right portion, uh, right page in terms of what is it that you need to have. Because as your body changes, you need different nutrition again. And, and then you're like, oh, I've got my goal weight. This is where I want to stay. What is my maintenance calories now? So all of those will be, you will get this help from your expert coach. So let's face it, counting calories and grams is a lot of work, by the way. If you're a busy mum like me, well, you might find this a bit hard. And I would, I'm all for making the mum's life easier and, and making things uh, efficient for you so that you don't give it up because you've got too many other things to do. So this is why the hand size portion is in my teaching method, in my 30-day challenge, in my accelerator programs, um, because it actually works. And we also have a bit more in-depth, how much should you be eating? That's also on there. So these are critical for helping you in tune your body to go with your appetite signals. So that's why I was talking to you earlier about my own one. So if I've had breakfast at eight, around half 12, my body starts to, I don't wait for it to get too hungry because I think I would make wrong decision if it got to two o'clock. Why? Because I'll start opening the cupboard and looking for anything that will satisfy me. And those calories that you're taking in between are the calories that are also need to be counted. But you might write them off because you're thinking, well, it's not my meal. I only had two of that. Two of that, four of this adds up to a few at the end of the week. And if you're on a weight loss journey, there might not be room for this kind of food in your uh, daily uh, calories. So... Uh, babies themselves are regulate na naturally, so stop when they're full, no matter how much milk or formula is left. And most adults have forgotten how to tap into this ability. 
which is what I'm talking about. Mindful intuitive eating can help you regain the skill. So if you if you can't remember last time you were hungry, it's because you've probably been eating like maybe nonstop or been snacking. So try a day, go without Go, go, you know, have your breakfast and wait to see what's happening to your body and how the food has been digested and how do you feel after having food and, and then use those results to track yourself. So all of which helps you more easily manage your food intake based on combination of hunger, fullness cues. If, if you're full and you still got some food left, just leave it, especially on your weight loss journey. We talk about 80% full in the methods that I teach. Nutritional knowledge, understanding what works for you individually. You know, there might be foods that you're allergic to, intolerant to. It could be gluten, dairy. How do you feel after eating certain food? Write it down. It's weird, isn't it? Write my food down, Farah. What are you talking about? I'm talking about that you for many years have lived with pain, bloated tummy and all various factors, some things that haven't suited you. So you're going on trying so many different diets. Fine to experiment. I think that's a good thing. But figure out a, a, a way that you have can find which actually ticks these boxes that we've just talked about I know when I'm hungry I know when I'm full I know what I'm eating I understand what foods are good for me and what are not in terms of my intolerance levels but you don't accomplish this overnight by the way guys this data like I'm talking to you about I've probably worked on it for at least a year before I knew that this is how I need to eat now when we do our meal prep on Sundays uh, I have started to do that now for both of us. We make 21 meals and they're only for lunch. So my husband has 14, I have seven. Now, they, th those meals are prepped with a portion control. So I check the Tupperware to see is, is it the right, approximately right. I can't get 100% right. But there's no way I'm actually going to um, weigh that food. I'm not doing that. I have not, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. I, I don't want to say I don't have the time. I probably don't. Uh, but I could make time if I needed to, but I don't want to do it. I am so confident that the hand guide size works. But how do I know I'm confident? Because I don't seem to fluctuate in my weight. My weight stays, stays the same. The only time my weight will fluctuate is when I've had one too many alcohol beverages or it's been birthday after birthday. That's it. So, And I know that, that I just it's not the food I need to reduce, it's that. Because my food is very much in portion. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a skill that requires practice. But I promise you, when you've got this skill, you can go anywhere in the world, by the way, on holiday. So my behavior on holiday is exactly the same. Okay, exactly the same. I will eat the same amount of carbs that I eat at home. Not extra, not more. Oh, yes, I will have more maybe ice cream and um, I might have a new things in the country that I want to try. But my food is still the same. And the new things I want to try, I expect to put on a couple of pounds because I'm on holiday. I don't want to feel guilty about that. I want to enjoy the foods out there, street foods. And, you know, it's part of your holiday, isn't it? You, you don't want to uh, restrict yourself and be miserable, literally, on your holiday. Do a bit more exercise. Do a bit more swimming and stuff or walking, which comes naturally anyway because you're figuring out the place. So choose the right method. What problem does food monitoring help me solve? What if you, if you ask yourself, why should I do this? What is your why to figuring out this? This one thing that a lot of people cannot get right, by the way, because they're not giving themselves the chance to sit down with a pen and paper and write down for a few days what is their current habit and where they want to go. But if you think about what your why is, is it losing weight and get healthier? To build your immune system, which is the topic of our current two weeks topic, better understanding your eating habits. Have you got emotional eating habits? 
do you are you presented with stressful situation you end up in the kitchen see how your diet affects your athletic performance so if you're a gym buddy if you go to gym regularly maybe you're not recovering well maybe you're not pushing hard enough in your gym session why perhaps you're not eating enough protein perhaps you're not having enough carbohydrates smart carbohydrates maybe you want to look better Maybe that's your goal. Who, who doesn't want to look better, really? Maybe you want to achieve a specific body fat percentage. So you're getting really serious about this. You want to see some abs, some definition. You want to be under a certain percentage in terms of your body fat. You want to improve your relationship with food because for years you've had a very poor relationship with food. Maybe that's your reason. And you want to work on your eating awareness and your behaviors because we are doing things on autopilot, guys, constantly. And it's okay. And I'm now an autopilot, but I have got to a stage where I can become, do this autopilot without thinking too much about it. And you can get there too. I am just like everybody else, ordinary person who's got a little more nutrition knowledge because she loves, because I love nutrition. I know how much, uh, how it can change people's lives, gain years. And I will always, I will always research more and more till I, till up till my last days, I think. Okay, so... You get better result by combining approaches over time. Use the guide that follows to determine which method. So make the most of your sense of your current goals. Does it feel doable? Does it fit in your daily routine? So if you've decided, right, I'm going to put calories into my fitness pal. My fitness pal is one of the apps that you can download for free and you can track your calories on it. It actually has most of the foods on there already, but it is requires a little bit of you remembering to put every bit of food in it. So if you've made a porridge this morning with 25 grams of oats, you've then put, which is which is size of my hand, you've then put half a banana in there, you've put a teaspoon of chia seed, you've put milk in it, and you've put a teaspoon of uh, peanut butter. You've got to put all of that in. You can't miss anything out. And that'll give you like, I think it's about 350 calories this is, because I have also done this method to see. So, but I'm trying to get my kids ready for school and, you know, there's all kinds of kafafo going on in the morning. That's really hard to follow, isn't it? You see what I mean? But maybe I do it on the weekend when the boys are there at their dad and I'll get an idea of, oh, maybe I want to reduce. Okay, if I want to lose weight, maybe I might take one of the healthy fats away from the morning. Or maybe I might reduce my, maybe I'll take the banana out. Oh, but I don't like porridge without banana because it's not sweet. So that's not possible because then I'm not going to really enjoy my breakfast, which means I'm not going to look forward to my breakfast and I don't want to be in that place. Even though I want to lose weight, that's not going to work. Oh, well, should I take out the chia seeds? Well, it's really good in omega-3. And that's the way I take my omega-3. So I don't want to take that out. The peanut butter, I might take away the peanut butter. Oh, but I really love it so much. Okay, well, we're not going to take anything out of your breakfast. What can I do for lunch? Maybe I'll reduce my carbs for lunch, but I'll have some uh, turkey burgers and a massive salad with it. And maybe I won't put cheese on my, feta cheese on my salad. These are the little things you want to do. But you will only know this once you've actually done some work on yourself and seen what are you at in terms of your macro counting, i.e. your calorie counting. So, and don't forget that alcohol has its own macronutrient. It's got its own section. So you can't forget that. So you've got the protein to, to monitor, you've got carbs to monitor, fats to monitor, but alcohol is also a macronutrient and it needs to be tracked if you drink it. Um, rather than calories, especially keep your tracks how many grams of each macro. It's going to ask for grams. So my, my fitness pals ask for grams. So that's that. Um, then you can have another method, which is your that, sorry, the, so calorie counting comes with its ups and downs. So like I said, if you're a busy person, you're not going to like to do it. And also, when people have poor relationship with food, there is evidence that suggests that 
Association between calories and macro tracking apps can also have a dis. It's not good for people which are suffering from disorderly eating. So if you have a binge eating behavior, it might not be good for you because it's going to stress you out. And if it stresses you out, this calories thing, um, you might go and do a binge eat. The overwhelming urge to consume as much food as possible and as fast as possible. You may have, you feel like you might constantly uh, make an effort to limit what you're eating. That also can take you to binge eating. And then you are moralizing or demoralizing food as good and bad. And you really, I, I very much, I'm very aware of not calling foods good or bad because to me, all foods are good. Some not so healthy, but labeling food, bad food, bad food, bad food can start to tell the brain, sending signals to the brain, which is good, which is bad. Taking responsibility away from yourself, taking the accountability away from you because it's you, the food isn't bad. One donut's not going to hurt anyone, you know, even if you had it one a week. One bar of chocolate is not going to hurt anybody. It's five bars of chocolate will help you, hurt you, take you into diabetic mode. So it's not the food that's not good. It's your behavior that needs to change. Again, don't call yourself bad. It's the behavior and the habits built uh, amongst over the years. So think about that. It's perception, guys. Really important to think about. Sitting there calling food bad, telling your kids, don't eat this. This is not bad. This is bad food. What you need to say is, I think that's enough of that maybe. Let's eat some more of this because this has more nutrients in it. So you try and use different lingo around your kids and also for yourself. This is how you create a better relationship with food because you now stop calling food bad. And it's okay. This is actually a real thing where, where you have consumed so much of uh, or you've binged so hard that you've now decided this is good food and this is bad food and you've really got a label in between the two and and it really can can cause a a long-term effect of poor relationship with food which is not good news which is always going to keep you in the overweight section or uh, anorexia section so we want to come and bring the balance back in the middle think about your health Think about your goals to do with your health first and foremost. I said, like I always say, weight loss is byproduct of you eating more vegetables, of you making sure enough protein is going in your body. Because the whole country, most of it, is not eating enough protein because there's this big thing about the climate control and the it's not good for us to eat meat. There's lots of things, confusing messages going on at the moment. But protein is really important for depression for microbiome in your gut, for recovery purposes, for your nails, for your hair. It's one of the essentials to make sure that you're having it every day. Most people are on one protein a day, i.e. the evening dinner. Um, and also some veg some people are only having vegetables um, once a day, again, the evening dinner. As British public, we are very good with the evening dinner. But then in the daytime, we have sandwiches with a little layer of lettuce where you're not getting enough nutrients in your body at all. Uh, and that's what this whole subject's about, is increasing your immune system. Method number two is my method, which is a hand size. Really simple. Thumb size of uh, healthy fat. Fist size of vegetables. So the biggest is your vegetable. The palm size is the size of your protein, the thickness, as well as the the, the surface area. And then you have the um, cup size. You cup your hand, and that's how much carbs you will have. It's really simple. And I really think you can try that one. Uh, if you can. And then, so what are the uses of that? Well, simple, super hand comes everywhere with you. It's really, it's, it's not ideal for people if you are aggressive in terms of your goal. So if you are absolutely determined to get the six pack, the, the abs, 
the athletic you have you maybe go do competitions you need to and you might do staging you go on stage and you show off your body bikini bodies this won't be right for you because you need to be precise in terms of your calories and your grams but for most general public this is the the absolute right way to to do it and then the third method is the mindful intuitive eating that means attention to your experience feelings and sensation you have around the food practices like slow eating eating up to 80% full a part of mindful eating and instead of focusing on eating certain types on amounts of food mindful eating teaches you how to regulate your food by noticing how your body and your mind feels when you're eating so intuitive eating is similar system but it rejects diet messaging and culture which is what we are all about intuitive eating wasn't originally intended to achieve specific body composition either was more to do with what is your overall relationship with food so if somebody's got poor relationship with food this is what i will advise them to perhaps do starting point is just think about how how you're feeling are you full but you've got nothing left in your plate but if you're still hungry are you definitely hungry it's not thirst have the water now how do you feel oh i feel okay okay you leave it oh actually i'm still hungry go and get some more food the food not the crisp excuse me okay so why mind so why should you do mindful eating like i said approaches uh, um a encourages better and healthier relationship of food if you practice this well you can improve your self regulation you know when you need to eat when you don't how um, powering is that versus following a sheet and then these principles can be applied anywhere in the world and any time you and you also learn that hunger is not an emergency see many people think oh my god if i'm hungry i'm going to die the thing is you will not die practice that half an hour into your hunger if you're hungry sit with those thoughts for half an hour and see what happens you're going to be absolutely fine on the other side say if you're stuck in traffic and uh you reach for sweets in your in your car versus waiting to be in that pos- in that state till you get home you know at home you've got your food ready and that's why prep comes into it the meal preps so if you're coming home hungry and you don't have an idea what to make guess what's going to happen you will eat the contents off your cupboard this is where people put weight on it's not normally the food as soon as you got the food right it's lack of planning walking in and not sure what i'm going to eat end up ordering a takeaway again feeling guilty that you ordered a takeaway you didn't want to do that because you did so well until wednesday thursday now look what you've done all of those thoughts it's exhausting isn't it, it really is when on a sunday put it down on a whiteboard or on a fridge with your family what is on monday what's happening on tuesday wednesday thursday friday look the same meals we rotate you do not need to come up with a culinary delights every single week guys no especially not mums you haven't got time for that if you want to do it if you're great at that this is something that comes naturally to you this is your unique ability not for me for me i need to make sure the food's ready by 5 o'clock in our house So one day is is for heater apps, one day is homemade pizza, one day is meatballs, one day is dal and rice. Okay, that's it. Just do it and just get it out the way. <laughs> Once you've done that, you don't have to think about it. The thinking over and over again about the same stuff is taking all your your energy which could be put into something else. And that's why people are so overwhelmed with housework and the daily things because you are if you are planning a little bit, you will just be much better in better position. Yes the food isn't like oh my god it's so tasty and but it's fair it's, it's good enough the boys eat it my husband eats it i eat it we we are fine you know we are absolutely fine like i said it's not a sh- chef style but it's, it's not it's not bad at all um and it's okay to repeat the food by the way 
if you're getting bored with it, then you can do some experiments. But most, most your family does not really care that much. If you have children in the household that are fussy, figure out with them what they want to eat and make sure that's ready. Look, my son does not like some of the foods I make, okay? He loves his dad food. He completely tells me over and over again. It's hard work to listen to that when everybody else seems to like my food, but he doesn't. And there's more to it than just the food. There's more to it. It's always more to it what the real reason is behind it. I'm not not silly. I know that. But I've asked him, well, what do you want to eat? So last night, he didn't want to eat the homemade pizza. He'd been out to his friends and they'd had cookies and things there, which is fine. He's hanging out with his friend. He came home and he had two Weetabixes and he had two boiled eggs. Here we go. That's fine. Uh, his brother had already eaten his pizza. So, <laughs> so there we go. We have now talked about three types of measuring or, or finding out what's right for you. So you, you've got the mindful eating, figure out yourself what you're hungry or not. Um, and if you have a plate full, have you finished your eating? And then also looking at intuitive eating and then look at um, calorie counting, which is with my fitness pal is one of the apps. There's other apps as well. Uh, and then you've got the hand size portion, which is what I teach. So you've got three different methods here, one for everybody, really, to be honest. And this is important when you're going to start your health journey is how much food should you be eating to stay healthy, to lose weight, to put on weight, to gain muscle, to change body composition. Food can do all of those things. Gym can't, by the way. Gym will help for sure. Um, and I'm not discouraging that at all because I do it myself. But the food is 80%. Get that sorted. You're going to be, you're going to love yourself because you will just be in a place which is, I know what I need to eat. I just know what I need to eat. Exactly like I'm saying to you. It's great to be in that position. And then every now and then I got over, my, you know, Wednesday we went out for my sister's birthday. There was cake. I would have eaten extra. I would have had lots of drink. And I know that for the week I would have gone over. But, you know, you're just there because you are, you know, the rest of the days are fine. So if I did that every single day, then I'll have problems. But I know that's one off or there's one every second week, something like that that happens. And that's fine because you can adjust, you can accommodate that if you are okay in the rest of your week. Like I said, 75 to 80% stay like that. Then there's always a room for treat and Friday nights are date night. So we would be, um, we will have something tonight, which like a bit of yogurt with a bit of fruit and a bit of Kit Kat in there saying that there's none left in the fridge so I don't know what's going to be but anyway um, uh, you hope you get the message and getting the calories correct is, is again finding your sweet spot we talked about finding stress sweet spot you find your sweet spot and when you find your sweet spot life is sweet thank you so much for being with me this morning I hope uh, you have enjoyed this particular live if you ever have any questions and things that I might not have covered, please do bring it to me, put it under this particular thread and I'll be able to see uh, and respond to that, of course. I will see you now on Monday, guys. Take care. Bye for now. Hey, everybody. This is Far again. I wanted to invite you to the best thing I've ever created inside the Deep Health community. It's a challenge and we call it the 30 Day Anti-Diet Challenge. Every professional woman is one challenge away from achieving the life where she can gain control over her health and her weight loss. I've created this challenge to help you lose up to 10 pounds in weight no matter where you are in your weight loss journey. This challenge is going to help you to understand why the diets you've tried in the past that haven't worked and why eating this way can revolutionize the 
the way you look at food and transform your body and create that ultimate success. I recommend highly you do this right now. Stop this video, pause it, go online and press the 30dayantidietchallenge.com and join the next challenge. The next challenge starts in few days.